This week on Hold Up, we have Daniel Markham and Tony Ferraro. A couple years ago, they teamed up to put out Smoke Paint, a great record that I really enjoyed, and they just released Smoke Paint 2, which I think is even better. I talked to them a few weeks ago about sitting down and having lunch and talking about their projects together. We finally got around to doing it, and this is the result. Thank you, Smoke Paint, for showing up and sitting on the patio and listening to the variety of music we have. Yeah, man. We've had, what, Journey, Outcast, and now... Who is this? What is the... Someone said his name the other day. I... Pina Coladas? Yeah, if you what like Pina Coladas. Someone was talking about the scene in Dirty Work where uh, oh, Chris right. Farley's starting the fight and then this pops on. G7? Yeah, I was at a part... Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just hit G8. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, street fighting uh, man. Yeah, so I don't know. Also, yeah. it's uh, in the scene in Detroit Rock City where they're in the elevator after they find out that the Kiss show is sold out or whatever. Or okay. They don't. That's right. Something happens. They don't yeah. get their tickets and they're pissed. Then they fight each other in the elevator. And it's like this song <laughs> is playing so good. Yeah. Uh, smoke paint movie experts. Yeah. <laughs> Starting your movie podcast. We're uh, you know. Yeah. If you like Pina Coladas is in a movie, we've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. You know every scene. Challenge that it's us. <laughs> it has its own IMDb page. Mm-hmm. This song. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been in a ton of movies. I bet. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about the new record, Smoke Paint Two, first and foremost, because it's awesome, and because y'all are awesome. Um, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that you might be up for a Latin Grammy for your Spanish language song. Oh, yeah. Yeah? So tell me about... I know you kind of mentioned it when I had you on last time. First of all, you're the not only the first two-time guest, you're the first three-time guest. Oh, you're lapping the field as far as that goes. So everyone <laughs> needs to catch up. Coat. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's already in the ring of honor. Uh, but anyway, so back to that. What was the idea behind singing in Spanish on, on a song? Always wanted to. Yeah. We, uh, we started with the title, Big Boy. Big Boy. Mm-hmm. And then we wrote... We wrote it in English. And then yeah. we... Uh, yeah, and then we just translated it with phones and with our uh, education. Yeah. Rosetta phone? Mm-hmm. Rosetta yeah. <laughs> phone. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's just such a random act. But again, looking at y'all's history on the Smoke Pen records, I guess nothing is really off limits or like a surprise because mm-hmm. it's all just kind of off the wall. That's the point, I think, is yeah. no uh, no rules. Yeah. First, first and foremost, no mm-hmm. rules. It's really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. The only rule is there are no rules. Th- this one was constructed a little more collaboratively than the first one. We got together for the first one and wrote some together and had some stuff, mm-hmm. uh, some riffs and melodies lying around. This one was we got together and wrote everything together. Yeah. From start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's where we should start is the first record. And, I mean, you two met at Greenhouse, or I guess you met originally at a festival, and then and then you get met and didn't, like, coincidentally for the second time? Is that I met that Tony at, uh, it was during South By at a place called Dominican Joe. Both our bands were playing there. Okay. And uh, we played, my band One Wolf played, and then they played, and I was like, dang, this band is great. 
and then I talked to Tony for like two minutes, and he was headed somewhere else, and I was like, okay, cool, see you later. I think we had a, yeah, I think and we then, had a show uh, that day. I moved to Denton from Lubbock and went to the greenhouse, and he waited on me. I was like, I know who you are, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> and then I figured, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So yeah. So how long before you guys actually were like, hey, let's do something together? Um, uh, well, I think the first thing we did together was the Ruined My Life record. Daniel yeah. uh, was doing that with Grady Sandlin, and um, I came over while they, they were, you know, probably halfway done, and I put a little bass on it, and when we started that band, and uh, that continued, we did shows, and, you know, under the Daniel Markham name, and yeah, I, I don't That's I don't not know. even my real name. <laughs> 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 we uh, eventually uh, just were joking around, and uh, the, the 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 phrase "smoke paint" kind of came up as um, just a, just a silly fake drug—the most ridiculous yeah, like, drug you could do. What's a yeah. yeah? What's a what's something that's obviously <laughs> ludicrous and harmful and. So we kind of rolled with that, and a few months later, uh, we just had like a weekend off, and we got together and did it in, in my home, yeah. and uh, put it out. The idea was just a uh, crash bang, just go, don't you know, don't say no to anything unless you absolutely have to, and then get it out. We stayed up for two days, yeah, uh, noon to midnight, did it. Put it all together. The whole thing was done in 48 hours or so. Mm -hmm. The first one. The recording of it, yeah. Yeah. All the recording and overdubs with. That's impressive. And then Daniel mixed it in and out of his truck. Yeah, I I was I had my uh, my computer and I just ran it into like the tape like I had like a cassette deck. Yeah. And so I was running <laughs> it into the cassette deck and uh, mixing it on my truck speakers. Because, you know, I mean, everything sounds best in your car, you know? That's, so it's like, if it sounds good in your car, it'll sound good anywhere. Yeah, I've heard that, like, I think I, it was maybe somebody from Metallica, like Headfield or somebody said, like, when we make a record, the testing ground is always like, I listen to it in my car. Oh, yeah. To make sure that I like the vibe, yeah. the sound of it. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but, so speak, I know you're into metal. Like, I guess Metallica kind of relates to that. Is that, I mean, are you a big metalhead as well? Uh, big metalhead, no. Lover of metal. Certain things. And, yeah, open. Yeah, I love I love a lot of things that are metal. I just this morning watched a Pantera documentary. There you go. Sometimes you have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right after I watched a John Lennon one and an ELO concert. <laughs> so you've got your good... This weekend's been... It's like the health pyramid that you used to look at in, mm -hmm. in elementary school. You Five servings of John Lennon, yeah. three, couple of three yellows a day, yeah. and then a nice yeah. a nice portion of Pantera yeah. right there in the bottom. Yeah. And maybe, maybe like hip-hop is like your, you mm -hmm. know, your fruits. You don't want to get too many, but just enough to like you sure. know, get, the, get the good blood sugar up. <laughs> I'm just like everybody else. I like what I like. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, but I, I do love metal. Daniel's turned me on to a lot of metal that I probably would have never heard of. But yeah. in, in high school and, and, and after, into heavy. I've always been into heavy and mm -hmm. fast and driving. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, now, I, I, the first time I had him on, I mean, talked about the fact that, like, growing up in Texas, I feel like most people, especially in a rural area, you have, like, everybody has... Garth Brooks and mm -hmm. Pantera in their truck. And I love that stuff. I mean, yeah. It's, and an even mix of both or whatever, and I think that 
you know, I feel like your music is a good example of like you can hear the country type stuff, but you can also hear the rock and the metal. Yeah. In it. Like it's a perfect mix of both, and I feel like both sides can relate in that way. Cool. Yeah. And that's uh, and on the you know the smoke paint stuff. I think smoke paint too for me is uh, is more groove, more groovy, I guess. And mm-hmm. I think you put it as more sexy. Mm-hmm. Has a, has a little more swagger to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't uh, know if that was intentional or it just came Tony out. Tony got way. drums. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Tony got a real set of drums and like set it up in his garage and like just set up one microphone in front of the drums and went and yeah. I thought it sounded great and like yeah. it. Yeah, drums were done first. Each time we got together, drums were done first. So yeah, I mean that lends itself heavily to. The, the group, you know, we got to settle into something. Yeah. Just put a bed down so that we can, uh, you know, lay on it and sing. We didn't sing. We should have, you know, should have laid down and sung. I've yeah. never done that. <laughs> we stood up to sing on this record. I heard, so. uh, I heard Andrea Bocelli used to do that. When oh, it was yeah, like yeah. opera records, he would yeah. lay down because it opens you up or whatever. I guess for those people that can really, really, really sing like yeah. that, Real maybe singers. it makes a difference. Yeah. Like, I don't so, know. Groove, yeah, groove. I mean, soul gets in. Um, yeah. Funky stuff gets in. Funk gets in. I like, you know. I've never heard Daniel say he doesn't like a record. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel similarly. I mean, we all have our taste, but. I would rather just talk about the things that I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no point in bashing something and talking down to it. It's, yeah, it's, I've done it and gotten in trouble for it, so born, I just don't do it anymore. If getting in trouble is boring. Complaining yeah. is boring. Yeah. People yeah. get bored fast by it. And and it's just, I mean, it's too easy to do that, I think. It really is. You know is. what I mean? Like, just to shit on somebody's... And that's the thing, is somebody obviously worked hard on it. Yeah. You don't put out music without working hard to do it, I think. Sure. Most yeah. of the time, anyway. Um, especially, like, a local musician or somebody who's not, you know, doesn't have it handed to them. I mean, like you're saying, you, you ran, you mixed the record through your speakers or your truck. I mean... So for somebody to sit there and say like, "Oh, this sucks," <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that to somebody, right? Not knowing what they went through to, to put it out. But um, I think the best example of what I mean, like by the groove thing, is Cinch. Oh yeah, like, that's my favorite. I think the music of that came from our friend Steve Phillips. Steve Phillips. Yeah, okay. he sent the rhythm track to that to me a few months before we had gotten together to do Smoke Paint 2. Steve sent me this, and it was just bass and uh, electronic drums, and then uh, some like the twinkly stuff at the ends of Mm -hmm. the phrases. Yeah. Uh, And then we put some more synth and guitar on it. Yeah. Wrote a song about a creepy, I don't know. Yeah. Being a visual person that I am, I think the way I picture it is like, I want to be like the antagonist in a movie and like when I come on screen, I want that to play. Right. You know what I mean? It has like a swagger to it and like a just kind of a I don't give a shit attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, it's really cool, like and likable. It's like the Walter White type thing. It's like yeah. you, you root for the bad guy, but he's also you know he's the bad guy. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, so yeah, that we're kind of vibe. We're sympathetic Thanks. to those characters. I'm yeah. Sure. Of course. So anyway, that's that's the th- I think four uh, could be cool. After a uh, a few listens to it, that's what I settled on was the vibe I got from it, and I really like that vibe. So we got to give it up to Steve for that. He's great. He plays yeah. in a band called the Virgin Wolves and uh, the Cars. That yeah, the Cars tribute. Oh, nice. And he can pretty much do anything. He plays piano. Yeah, he's like super music genius guy. I worked with him at the School of Rock, and. Uh, 
he was just always freaking me out how good he was he was at everything you know yeah that's that's gotta be the best feeling is when you as a musician you meet somebody and you're like oh shit this is next level like you're not you're doing something I'm not doing right yeah. we had to use it I, I I was very we had to use it I was I was we had done a few songs already for smoke paint too and I think third or fourth time we got together. I was like, "You got to hear this thing Steve sent me, and it's really cool." And yeah. it was, it was a breeze. That was, you know, I, if I recall correctly, that was probably like the fastest and easiest day we had. Yeah, you know, like give it up. Well, we, you know, I, we lyric, like we lyric. like to collaborate. Yeah, I don't know how we came up with those lyrics. I was gonna say lyrically, it's <laughs> I have no it's idea. kind of ironic too. You're talking about how easy it was, like. And the hook is nothing has been this easy before. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of plays makes the whole thing full circle, I guess. But. I've been sitting on the title Cinch for a while. I wanted a song called Cinch, you know, just written down in the wall of my garage. And it's like let's just do something that sounds easy and talk about how easy it is. <laughs> yeah. How often do you do that? Like come up with a, a title and you're like, I gotta figure out something that goes with this. Depend. Yeah. Yeah. If you like it. Yeah. Um. How often? I don't know. <laughs> it goes. It goes. It goes every which direction, you know, how songs are born. Yeah. Sometimes a title first, sometimes a lyric, sometimes a guitar riff, sometimes a drum beat, sometimes a bass line. Yeah. I'm usually a melody yeah. kind of kicks everything off for me, usually. But yeah, if you got a cool title, which in my opinion, Cinch was like the coolest title. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of my favorite parts about. Please, thank you. Uh, both Smoke Pain Records is like the track listing is just such a. Random and strange thing. And its own playground. Yeah, I mean, like you have a song called "The Jaguar," <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, "Doom" spelled with three O's. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, like those type of things. You're just like, all right, yeah, that's let's play. Yeah, and then, it's, uh, a, it's a really fun project to do because it's. Well, there's a song called "Doom" on the first smoke. Yes, record, but it only has two O's, so there's, there's like. It's seven with three. Yeah, let's. Go. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. This one goes to eleven. And this that, doom has three. Of and them. that song is ridiculous. I yeah. mean, tell your dumb eagle that I want my gator back. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, if you read, like, read the lyrics just without the context of the song, it's one of those things where, I think the one of the radio stations I listened to did that with like a one of the Cowboys broadcasters. Like they had him just read. Baby Got Back or something. Like oh, yeah. Dead plain plain then, voice. Yeah, just plain. You know, and it's like, if you read it, you just know how ridiculous it sounds. And right. Which makes it even better. And, and, you know. And then music steps in and saves it from being too weird or, <laughs> too weird, you know, yeah. unpresentable. Yeah. yeah. This this badass, you know, beat behind it mm-hmm. is what makes it cool. Because if you said it just at, at a, this table, we would be like, what the hell is he talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that, the, the Jaguar song too is another one that's kind of ridiculous. All the different cats. big cats you name. It's all, yeah, it's all about dressed cats. up like a, I'm a jaguar dressed up like a tiger. And like, <laughs> I am a lion. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's yeah. like, well, what are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, a, you're a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> the jaguar is a chameleon. Yeah. It's t- we wrote that because Tony has a cool tiger rug in his garage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it's like, I feel like that was our inspiration. No, definitely. No. The, the the tiger was the inspiration for the jaguar. It's a tiger walking through like some poppy fields or something, yeah, and we were yeah. just like, well, there's a bunch of songs about heroin, there's a bunch of songs about 
cats, a bunch of songs about fierce yeah. animals. Let's let's write one. Yeah, yeah. it's a, the greatest metaphor you can possibly find. I believe I had been uh, I'd been sitting on that drum beat for a minute. Yeah, I really wanted to use that. Do you ever guys? Do you guys ever get asked about your drug usage? Because it seems like it would be like a drug fueled. Like people ask you if you're on drugs. You're the first person to ask me <laughs> about my drug use. That's the thing. Is it, it like? I'm sure that that's what comes to mind. People are like, "This is trippy." Like, or this would sound better on mm-hmm. something or whatever. We've been called stoner rock before. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. I've been called, yeah. called stoner rock for years. Yeah. I'm on drugs right now, man. I got like Mucinex and Robitussin and. Um, yeah, Claritin. I appreciate you doing this under the weather. Nah, it's the, uh, fine. My plane. allergies just like, made me go crazy. So. Yeah, playing hurt. You? Salsa gets me really high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have this hallucinogenic salad at, uh, at Roosters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm eating a Hellburger right now at Roosters. I know, that's impressive, go out, too. Go out and get one. Yeah. Uh, and you just got back off of a little tour, right? I did, yeah. So tell me about that. Um, it was just kind of a short run. Kind of... the Deep South? Yeah. I mean, as a band, we've, we've gone out there a couple of times, and mm-hmm. I just... I really like it out there, and I like the... The people and the food and the you know all the stuff and I just kind of want to keep hitting it you know and kind of you know progressing and making more new friends and you know giving myself an excuse to go to you know Birmingham or whatever but it was great um, I played at this art museum in Mobile and there were three people there nice uh, there was actually one more uh, Two people paid, and then uh, there was like the the beer guy at the back serving no one. Um, actually, he was serving the one, but it was fine. It was spring break. It wasn't because you know uh, nobody wanted to come. That's crazy. There just wasn't anybody in town. That's funny, man. I remember that trip when it was getting set up. It was kind of anchored on that show. Yeah, so <laughs> that the, was the reason. So for I'm the glad trip. that I went by myself because if we would have played it as a band, it would have been like, wow, four people played a three. Yeah, okay. it wouldn't be our first time. No, it wouldn't. But uh, but it was great, and the the girl who who booked it was awesome, and she and her her boyfriend like let me stay with them, and they he made like this awesome fried rice and just just nice people, and uh, I never really hung out in Mobile before, so I got to. Kind of experience that. That's nice. That's cool. You, like when you go down there, do you ever make? Are you a music nerd? Like go to make pilgrimages to like? Of course. Like Muscle Shoals or something like I that. I have been to Muscle Shoals. I'm going to Florence next week. I'm going out again with my friend John Calvin Abney. Uh, we're playing in Florence, which is right there by the yeah. Shoals. Yeah. Uh, or like the go to the crossroads or where you know all oh, those yeah, places. Oh yeah, we went to the crossroads. Um, Couple years been, ago, been there a couple of times. That's cool. I, I moved to Athens, Georgia, because I love REM, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah. So of course I checked out all those Athens spots. Yeah, and, um, yeah that's that's great. I forgot about that. I'm really into nerding out on that kind of stuff, like folklore. Cool. It's like you know, it's like I don't know. It's important to me. I feel like it's hard for not many other places could pull off that that legend, that mythos of. Like that spiritual quality to it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the deep south, like some of those real. Oh man, the places. south. I mean, there's more ghosts and folklore yeah. and just weirdness out there. It's Ask, asking places. the locals about the uh, stories. They yeah, always got their versions. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it, and the people there are just so great. Like, 
People but, are alive. That is for people sure. are definitely alive. <laughs> we've yeah, been yeah. there. Yeah. We've we've got some good 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 folk. No. But like, it's different than like going to like the Pacific Northwest or something, mm-hmm. you know. It's just uh which equally probably is cool. Oh, like, totally. Nice yeah. people and everything else, but just a totally different just vibe. Different, yeah, yeah. Just different, yeah. The barbecue's not as good up there. Oh no, for sure. Um, probably get some good vegan food or, or seafood, but if you totally. want the stuff that'll stick to your ribs, you need to go below the Mason Dixon yeah. down there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you do you have any favorite spots to play or eat down there? Oh yeah. Um, you know, I liked Gus's in Memphis, but now it's everywhere. You can just go to Gus's in Fort Worth now, you know. They, they done blew up. Yeah, uh-huh. which is cool. But, uh, I, I mean, Memphis is great. Um, Tuscaloosa is pretty sweet. Like, uh, we went there one time to play, and we stopped in this parking lot, and we were just, like, hanging out, doing laundry. There's a little record store there. And, uh, ends up... I played at this place called Druid City Brewing Co., which is right there, and we were like looking at it, being like, we should go there and drink a beer or whatever. We didn't go, but that place is like so cool, you know? Yeah. The people there. Druid like, City in Tuscaloosa? Yeah. Like this last time, it got rained out. Usually, they set up a bunch of kegs behind you. It was like a wall and like a bunch of like lights, like twinkle lights around it. And it's just this really cool setup, but it was rained out, and so they moved the show inside, and uh... They've been having like this giant party all day. They had a whole pig, you know. This girl, like 15 year old girl, and her dad were just sitting there with like predator knives cutting the thing up. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. But uh, it was just, it was fun. It was an experience, you know. Yeah. Tour the South for the food and the people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. As long as those are good, then the show will be fine. And in Birmingham, like, that place never closes. I don't think they actually have rules or laws in that town. Like, That's probable. I start, the show started at midnight. I started at midnight. Yeah. And uh, I played, and then the, the duo I was playing with that night played a set. And then I played a third set, and then they played a fourth set. So it was over at four. We didn't get out of there until 5.30. And people were just still coming in, like, starting drinking, their nights, having fun. Yeah. And then they'll go to this place called the Nick, which we also played, uh-huh. and they'll you know hang out there or whatever. It's just like it's kind of like the Wild West to me. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, it's interesting. Like I, I wonder about the mix of a place like Tuscaloosa because I think it probably has the potential to be similar to Denton, where it's like a college town and you have like the young, you know, with the mix of like pretty old like South, you know, conservative types. Uh-huh. Now I figure that's probably for for a student body of a college. It's probably pretty conservative, but I don't know. Like that, I think nowadays you have that kind of yin and yang that's really interesting in a in a town because that's a big big city for you know Alabama. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's comparable to here. I'm sure. Yeah, I think if so. not a little bigger. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, having your experience here in Denton, I, th- I guess Denton might be a little bit of an anomaly because it's. A music school, so yeah. there's a ton of musicians here. But like mm-hmm. in a college town, you know, they've got the mix of bars, but also like the family vibes. I don't know. It's this is a pretty wild cross section of people. Yeah, you're in the south, but you got education. You got kids studying jazz. Yeah, party I mean, animals. 
You yeah. got your party animals, you got your old folks, you got your hippies, you got your, you know. <laughs> salt of the earth, you know. Yeah. Good old boys, too, you know. It's, like, a, it's a perfect mix, I think. Um, I tend to ask everyone I have on about the the North Texas influence of, like, the accessibility to other musicians and also the caliber of musician that's that's here. How, how many people have you met just being in Denton that you think you wouldn't have met otherwise? Like, that you've collaborated with or played with? Um, I'm, I started playing shows in Fort Worth, but I played here a lot. Had a lot of opportunities in both cities, I would say. Yeah. Um, in the Metroplex, I yeah. would. I would. And I guess call it spills it. over to definitely because there's plenty of giants in Dallas too. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony is the best co- bass player in Dallas, uh, 2013. <laughs> by the way, nice, nice, very proud, very proud. Yes. yes. No. <laughs> um, I played well back when I was in Fort Worth. We used to play with this band called Oso Closo. Yeah, you know everyone knows they're a Denton band. Yeah, um, their guitar player Chris McQueen now snarky puppy fame and all that. He was yeah. one o'clock. He was a one o'clock dude. But back in when I was in Fort Worth, I didn't know that. I didn't know the lore of the one o'clock lab band back then. Yeah, okay. you know I'm fully aware of it now. But uh, back then, you know, I'd had a, a show and there was a guitar solo I could not pull off, and I called uh, Chris McQueen just to come in and land that solo as yeah. the final number of that set. And he drove down and did the one solo. Nice. It was it was amazing. <laughs> and he That's ripped awesome. it to shreds. Like yeah. just walks in, one take, plugs in and just yeah. walks out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like the mic drop of the guitar solo. Exactly. Uh, collaborated with I mean we've got we've got a great chances up here to um, work with our heroes. Uh, we got to open for Alejandro Escovedo last year. Yeah. We He's got really to cool. do one of the final uh, Centromatic shows. Legendary, you know. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't know if, I, I saw you at the the Will Johnson show, I believe, Daniel. You went recently at, at Dance. Mm-hmm. And he's amazing. Yeah. He's oh, an yeah. awesome dude. Yeah. And yeah, super nice. So I met him for the first time after that show. And he's one of the more interesting voices I've ever heard. Like, you look at him and you don't expect that to come out of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a prime example of that. He's got a huge voice. And, and he's a little before my time. I mean, I I was too young for the Centromatic, like, you know, era, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time I became aware of them, they were having their final shows or whatever. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I guess, you know. That's the greatness of music. It's timeless, isn't it? Yeah. You can get turned on to it. Yeah, and that's the greatness of, of, like, everything being digitized, too, is that... You know, the it's annals, all out there now. Yeah, yeah, the annals are deeper and wider, and yeah, and that's how like you can catch up so quickly now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, so you almost binge music like you binge watch a TV show now too. Like you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, we're guilty. We're huge fans. You know, yeah. I'm Daniel. We're checking out new stuff. I'm always checking out new stuff. Yeah. All we talk about, you know, Ryan and Grady. You know, records, records, records. You know, yeah. when we're out on tour. We go to the record store. Yeah, that's that's a great. That's a great time kill. Maybe the best time kill of all is just thumbing through and seeing something and going, oh shit, what is this? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the vinyl thing is interesting too because I feel like right as I was in high school is when people started selling record players and like they started becoming like... Coming back. Yeah. People started selling them again, you know, making them available for sale when they released a new record, like putting it out on vinyl. 
And I think it's cool because I think that experience of sitting down and putting it on the player and sitting back is a is a cool experience. Oh, no doubt. I, I try to enjoy music in every format that exists. Mm-hmm. Most of us do. A lot of our friends have tape players, CD players, yeah. record players in their house, and they got, you know, a dedicated laptop or phone or, yeah, but, you know, music subscription service or whatever. Yeah. And I'm also guilty of, I'm, I have headphones in my ear all day. I just walk yeah. around with this and just, I'm always listening to this. Like, I, I re-listened to the Smoke Pain 2 record this morning just to get a, like, a refresher on it, so it's fresh in my mind. Do you still like it? Still like it. I like still, it. Is even, it still new? Even better the second time, third time, fourth time around. Yeah, I like cool, it. Cool, man. Thanks. You know what? And you find different songs. Like, I keep the track listing pulled up here. And, like, um, listening to something like, uh, oh, the first track, Noom. Like, Noom. Again, like, Noom. I think I, I usually try and go to the middle of the record when I started because I don't want to, like, I don't want to listen to the first four a hundred times and not yeah. get the last five, so I'll try I and get you, I get mix you. it through. So, like, oh, that's I cool. started at the beginning you today. You sequence it for yourself. Yeah, because... That's cool. I don't... Because I feel like if you do that and you have, like, a heat map for how often you listen to a record, the first four or five are always going to have, like, the most because something happens and you don't get to the last three or four. So I always want to, like... Right, right. Or evenly distribute my you listening start repeating. Or yeah. You know. And, uh... I was... I've, Machine Mike Marshall, I think you both know. Yeah. Him. Oh yeah. He beat me to the punch because he played Cinch on one of their podcasts. Cool. Like he, so I was gonna put it as the track on this one, but I may mix it up or do something different because you know he's already got it out there and he plays. Um, Hunter Cannon's got a, uh, a project coming out yeah. and he plays that that one track off of his a lot. Like it's like I his go-to Hunter. track. Yeah. And so like. I always feel like he's got like a one step ahead of me on some of that stuff, or like he always beats me to it. But um, and he's actually the one that played that introduced me to the first Smoke Paint record, so he's to thank for me knowing of the first project. So Mike's a, Mike's that. a monster, and uh, Hunter, I want to go on record saying is awesome. And, and also <laughs> like I've known the, that dude a long time. He's he's talented as hell, and and the nicest guy oh, in the world too. Like and yeah, he's a big supportive guy. I always see him at shows. Always. You know, posting pictures and videos of where he's who he's watching and and you know just going to our we had a for the network we had a uh, a million download get together when our network hit a million downloads. Awesome. And we had yeah, thank you. And we had um, Sam Anderson of the Quaker City Nighthawks. We had Jordan Richardson of, of you know Son of Stan and all the Oil Boom whatever stuff he's been a part of. Oh yeah. And then Hunter came and played too, so they like kind of sat in with each other. So. You're just like in awe of watching these guys that, you know, are so much better than they get credit for. Good company. You know what I mean? uh, and, all, and the nicest dudes in the world, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, little things like that I will, I'll tell my kids about, I think. And then, hell, even getting to play this for them, you know, like, hey, I sat down with these guys who would make this awesome record that you're listening to, because I'll no doubt make my kids listen to it. So, Thank whether you. they like it or not, <laughs> I mean, hopefully they will. But, um, but, yeah, I think that's what the cool part about being in Denton and having access to all these people, like, I just appreciate being a non-musician myself, like getting to not only enjoy the music, but meet you guys, hang out with you guys, right. sit down with you together and all that. Because I have had Hunter on the show, yeah. I, had, I had Sam Anderson on, you know, and having you two guys together, I've had him and Claire, like just having the different perspectives is really cool to have. I sat down, you know, 30 yards from here with Isaac Hoskins two or three weeks ago. And he's another guy that's like Dude, a super nice guy. Isaac is killer. Isaac, yeah. Isaac will kill you with his voice. He is so good. Yeah, and, and we just talked about, you know, everything from like Luke Bryan to like just 
playing shows here in Denton and everything else and Brent Best. You know, we talk yeah. about all these different things, you know. And we love like, those dudes. I mean, yeah, we live here. I mean, we rub shoulders. I used to be in Isaac's band oh, really? uh, when I first moved here, yeah. Shoot, I filled in bass one show for Quaker City a long, long time ago. It was fun because uh, the, their, yeah. their bass player, Pat Adams, is an old high school friend of mine. Yeah. And we've been in a lot of our early bands together and played a lot of yeah. early shows in our late teens and what. Yeah. So I subbed for him a, a gig and um, we also kind of look alike. We get yeah. mistaken for each other. He, yeah. he used to go and do a Chili's that I used to work at. Oh, really? And the workers would buy, the servers would buy him beers thinking he was me. Nice. So nice. I, he, yeah, he would, he would go get beer from Chili's and then I would get on stage and I was Matt Adams. Oh, okay. That was our little joke. That's yeah. funny. Um, and he, he has the the chops now. You don't have the quite the facial hair. That back, he's, well, he's yeah, back out. then we were yeah, we had so some similar face uh, he's gone facial hair. He's gone full blown. Mountain he, man. That he's band has the. He's a full blowner. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a smoke paint three full full blowners. Full blowners. <laughs> yeah, with four O's in four doom. O's. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, and that's the thing I was thinking about this morning, trying to figure out what what gimmick or like little inside joke you guys had on it because. That's what you guys are to me, is like full-on jokesters as well as like musicians. Yeah. And like the mosquitoes, no mosquitoes thing, like that kind of stuff with you, I, I'm always expecting some sort of like, every time I see you, I'm, I expect you to tell me like, ah, and what you didn't notice was this, uh, like yeah. this. Well, there's a lot of like stuff like that, yeah. but you know, you some, have to. some people catch it and a lot of people are just like, whatever. It's there if you can find it. This guy writes a lot of songs about mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> this guy must get bit a lot. Yeah. His blood must be delicious. We do live here in Texas. I feel like mosquitoes are just a part of life, though. Absolutely. Write about what you know. State bird. <laughs> State bird. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that a lot of the time. Yeah. What was the coolest venue that you played? You were like, oh shit, this is awesome. Ooh, that's a good question. Daniel, do you got one? Well, you kind of um, sat back and were like, whoa. A lot of places. Um, Not the three people at the art museum. That was fine. That was a fun show. <laughs> yeah. uh, and not Midway Mart. <laughs> not Midway Mart. Yeah. <laughs> I like that too. That, was, mean, a, that was fun. It was a very comfortable ambiance yeah. there. You know, Hot Pockets nearby. And yeah. Tic Tacs is an instrument. I could reach my arms out in any direction and have groceries. Yes. Gatorade. Tampons mm -hmm. nearby. Yeah. Apple cider. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're more than welcome to say like the Harvest House. That's different places. Like, I mean, uh, it's it's always cool to play like you know Granada. Like, yeah, I liked um, and anywhere I've seen any of my favorite shows. That yeah, I've gotten to play is always okay. Always the play. Like Granada was a big one when, when I got to play there yeah. for the first time. I was just like. No way. Getting the, the world same flipped around on you? Yeah. Looking away from the stage instead of at the stage, yeah. I've gotten to play at Green Hall a few times. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. Um, it's hot. Actually, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. cool. <laughs> Sons of Herman Hall was a cool one for me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the historic places would be neat just to know like the, how many people have played on those, mm -hmm. have stood in that spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I imagine it being like for an athlete growing up and going to a Ranger game and then standing oh, yeah. in the batter's box of like Same the ballpark or yeah. getting to play Yankee Stadium or something, you're like, jeez, how many people have kicked this dirt around or whatever? Yeah. yeah. How many guys have plugged into this the sound sweat, system? The sweat of 
some yeah. of the mo most monstrous giants of yeah yeah the fame yeah. yeah that's cool it's cool it's impressive I mean <laughs> but yeah like like I said to answer your question yeah Granada <laughs> simple short answer yeah might change in a couple of years when we play more places you know. Were you surprised to see that there was a dead body by rubber gloves? No, not actually. I wasn't surprised at all. I, did they find out who it was? Near I, the train station? I haven't uh, I haven't heard who, but I don't think any of us were surprised that there no. had the potential of a dead body over there. I was there. not surprised. Yeah. It's eerie and creepy, but it, it only is, adds um, to the legend of, <laughs> yeah, of rubber gloves. That's yeah, just pile on the urban myth, I guess. I think they need to reopen it now just, just because of that. Like, it's... The Haunted Rubber Gloves. Right. Rubber Gloves 2, The Morgue. Yeah, yeah. Open it or we'll find another one. It's yeah. It's like a threat of... Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know a lot of details about that, that story. I don't remember if the body was inside or outside. It was in a shed. It was in a shed. Like a storage shed. Ah, oh, it's horrifying. Which tells you how often they go in the shed. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. I, you know, we've probably all walked past that body at some point in time. And sure. Because I'm sure there were some big shows at the end of their run that we've Played all been to. Played Gloves up. Almost a hundred times, maybe. My first experience there was a Wee Beastie show. Nice. To see, uh, nice. To see those guys. And yeah. uh, that's, I feel like that's the perfect way to get your get your first Rubber Gloves experience is a Wee Beastie show. But, oh, yeah. And, they, and I think... He put Richard put that whole show together, so there was a bunch of just really weird. One of the guys was wearing like full makeup. Uh, one of the band, I God, I don't remember what they were called, but the guy was in like whitey tidies and like full makeup and like leather or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get it, okay. Perfect. Yeah. And there was an all-girl scream band before that and stuff, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is what we're doing. Nice. And uh, a buddy, uh, a buddy of mine named Matt Matt P plays bass and guitar and stuff in, in them. In the Wee Beasties, and he was wearing like a Dookie chain and like a World Championship wrestling belt, and it's just that those kind of things are what make Ditton what it is. Oh yeah, it's awesome. There's a lot of wild bands, and, and my buddy Pudge that you know that has the studio oh, yeah. that we do a lot of this out of, and does Fab Deuce the hip hop. Oh, yeah, he was he had a smoke machine and was like doing smoke on the side, you know, and like. That's what I love about it is like the just everybody just seems to be cool with everybody. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's exceptions, but like everybody just seems to be laid back and enjoying what other people are doing. There's no real animosity, you know what I mean? What a wonderful, yeah, what a wonderful thing to share. I mean, I think that's what the, a lot of the festivals and stuff, like we just got done with Thin Line, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing the people that walk over, they, they put their instruments down and walk over and see somebody else play or whatever, no matter what it is. This is what I like to see, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of the best musicians are the best fans, you know. Yeah, that makes for a good a good fan. It's mm -hmm. the appreciation for what you're doing. Not to put down people who don't play music. No, because <laughs> I, I don't play music and I do appreciate it a lot. So no, uh, I I can vouch for that side of it. But whenever I hear that, I always tell people, we need you. <laughs> we need you. Yeah. Without you, yeah. we're just us. Yeah. We're just the guys in our garage making noise. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, are there any plans to uh, do any other projects going forward with Sweden? Plenty, yeah, for sure. Is it we're always work, just a spur of the moment a lot thing? Of people, um, depends. Depends on what the project is. Some yeah. some projects are planned. Uh, the fun of the Smoke Paint project is that it isn't really planned. It's kind of lightly planned, and then we just show up and do it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a cool challenge, because it's just like... 
what can we do with the smallest amount of time that we have? Yeah. yeah. And let's really, you know, playing bounce the, it off each other. Playing the new songs is going to be wild. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'm yeah. sure we can do it. Yeah. Just charting them all is going to be really weird. Yeah. We definitely went in thinking, like, let's record, let's record and not worry about if we have to play it live. Yeah. It can yeah. be a garage studio project. It can be a live thing. But... Hell, you played a Smoke Paint song acoustic at going, did, going back did. to Midway March. Yeah. yeah, I felt like it was a very Kurt Cobain MTV Unplugged. Yeah, the first uh, well, the first moment. batch of songs, for, you know, Smoke Paint One, a um, little more structured, um, I think, uh, pop structures, I guess. New one, similar setup, a little more groove based, but a little more room to be free. You know, like we could. By the time they would ever hit a live stage, the songs might morph again into, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you, like Daniel said, yeah, charting them out would be weird because they're, we did intentionally like write some melodies and phrasings in, in certain ways that were uncomfortable for us or, or not typical for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like move some melodies around into stranger places to challenge us to see if... We could do it. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically, if we were to do it live, we would have to relearn the record. Yeah. Do you... That's what Daniel was trying to say. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, that's the same. We always make these records. We have all these songs, and then it's like, we'll go in and record them, and then we're just like, we have to learn them again. Yeah. Do you you intentionally try to, like, challenge yourself on stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. Make yourself uncomfortable? Keeps it fun. Yeah, keeps it fun. Yeah. Do you, do you like? Do you ever write something or like get an idea where you're like, this is something I can throw at him that'll be like, oh, a challenge yeah. to him. Or, like absolutely. I want to see what he does with this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I feel like that would be a fun <laughs> game to play. Of like, that's the fun of collaboration. Is you kind of you 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 can. Yeah, yeah. You can make up games. You know, you can pick a, a motif and, and run with that. It could be a lyric. It could be a drum beat. It could be a bass line. It could be, you know, Dan. Uh, I haven't seen Daniel play as much synth in ever <laughs> yeah. until Smoke Paint 2. Nice. And I was like, what's he doing standing over that keyboard? You, don't, you know, I never see that. That's cool. You know? That's what I think is great about him is that you're doing stuff that's different from what is expected. I'm not a, I'm not a drummer. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I will not go on record saying I'm a drummer, but I, but I have some drums for my drummers to play. And when we got together to do this, I was like, well, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm I can do it loud. Uh, so... Wrapping up, I just wanted to say, I love it. I hope we get to see the Doom with 16 zeros in it and however long we want to go. And I hope we see as many smoke paint records as possible. Thanks, man. I want to go on record for that. Um, uh, Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I guess songwriting-wise is my last question because I, that's my most fascinating thing for me. I know people do like songwriting games or like they'll have groups where they're like, Everybody will get like one title and they all have to write the song to that title. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do anything like that where you have like a title and you send it to him or you like, hey, let's see what we can do with this or lyric or maybe like one lyric or a line or like, hey, do you have something that will go with this or... I mean, when you say you collaborate writing-wise, I want to know how that works. Or do you all just sit down together and bounce a line back and forth? I think it depends on which record you're making. Like, yeah. when Daniel does his records, and you should probably tell this, but, like, when Daniel does his records, he does most of the writing. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the time it gets to the rest of the band, it's a pretty solid idea of what the song is. Mm-hmm. And then we fill it in with our, you know, 
yeah. three of us. And then when I write a record, I kind of, you know, it depends on who I'm working with. I will usually have a fully formed idea like Daniel and bring it to the band, and then they put their flavor on it. Mm-hmm. Um, lately and over the last couple years, I've had a pretty uh, medium to heavy collaboration with Justin Collins where, yeah, like a verse or a chorus will be sent through an email, and then the other one will kind of take, uh, pull it apart to put it back together, okay. ri- you know, write different things around it. Gotcha. Uh, so yes and no, I mean, it depends on, like I said, it depends on which project. Do you want to say anything? I think you nailed it, dude. Okay. Yeah. It depends on which project. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. With, with Smoke Paint, the idea is let's get together. Full, and full on collaborate. But we started, like, at the, at the bottom with all the songs on this record, you know, it's like... Yeah, Smoke Paint 2 was, each song was born that day. Every, Every song was done present the by the time. end of the, t- the day. Like yeah. we didn't come back and re-record stuff over. It. That's what I liked about it. It's just like leave it and that's it. You yeah. Know? I imagine you can drive yourself crazy trying to meticulously like tweak. You gotta make choices and and I feel comfortable improving with Daniel because yeah. uh, his ethic is strong and yeah. You know, I think it's the most important part. He probably feels the same way about me as. Yeah, Just make the decision and get it, get it going, because it's fun and that's the that's the spirit of it. We had so much. We I can't tell you how much we laughed. Yeah. While making this record, we're just like, this is so fun. This is so. Yeah. I can't believe we're gonna say this. Yeah. <laughs> the last song on the record, which is just crazy guitar. Like, oh please. Yeah. Ridiculous. I don't know. It's ridiculous. We were like, I don't even remember what we were doing. It's like let's just write the worst song ever, and like. Sort of crazy song with insane key changes that are going to be unchartable in the yes. future. Um, <laughs> I mean, chartable to yeah. any professional musician, but very strange to make at the time. And it was just, yeah, let's just go. Yeah, I like it now. I really like it now. Like after I actually like mixed it and like listened to it, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I guess they passed the, the truck speaker test. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever recorded. I think probably. Just we were anxious about it for sure. When we were making it, we were like, what is this song? Is it yeah. a song? Is it even a song? Yeah. And, um, but by the yeah, by the time it sat, yeah, we listened back to what we had done. We're like, Landline. This is kind of exciting. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you both coming on. Uh, you're on Twitter. You're at Daniel Markham. Yes. Uh, one no spaces, no funny stuff. At Daniel Markham. And then you're. I'm uh, at T X N Y Ferraro F E R R A R O. So just an X instead of an O in Tony. Right. Basically. Or you could read it Texas New York Ferraro. Ooh. But yeah, it's a it's an X instead of an O. Yes. Double, double meaning. Read right? it. Read it how you want. <laughs> it's up to you. Mm-hmm. It's your interpretation. T X N Y. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess I'm going to put a song at the end of this, so I want you guys to let the listener know what it is. So which one do you want me to put on the end? Huh. Um, As this car peels out in front of us. I really like, uh, uh, what's the one? I have the track listing. Let's see, let's see. I like All Time Low. All Time Low? Yeah, let's go All Time Low. All Time Low. Well, that'll be what you hear now. Thank you guys, and hope you keep doing this. Thanks for having us, Clay.